So, um, so yeah, so who was here on Sunday? Yeah, did you guys go to Kids Life, go to, go to small groups, all the good stuff? Um, so we had a really unique, awesome opportunity uh, to take questions from people who were literally in service um, just to answer and, and ask questions. And so um, later on, I'm going to give about 10 minutes of just kind of the closing thoughts because tonight, for real, for real, is the last time, well, not the last time, uh, but, but the, the last time in this session that we're going to be talking uh, about the kingdom really expansively. And if what's, what's so cool about this graphic is you kind of notice there's a couple of, of memes over here and there's one here but look it's it's mace it's basically our uh series all the kingdom ones i know i know but like really it, it all comes to a culmination tonight so the cool thing is at the end of this message everybody listening at the end of this message um it's 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 a really cool thing david you're actually sitting in the seat of honor so now you're being voluntold everybody give it up for david um <laughs> At the end of this message, um, there's going to be a number that comes up, and you can actually text your questions if you have a cell phone, so that you can do that. Or there is scrap paper. Um, it, it's got a, a, it's got some blood drive stuff from like, uh, like when was that? March. What's the date on that? No. But basically, we we like recycling because. Yeah, we recycle because it, it keeps the, the planet healthy. Anyway, uh, so on the back, it's blank, and you can write your questions, and David will bring them up. The reason we put it in the back is that we, you know, as we're talking and answering questions, um, you know, if you don't want, you know, your name on it or we, you don't want to know who it is, uh, basically you can go to the back, and, and that way nobody can see, nobody knows uh, what question it is. And so I know some of you guys don't have phones, so that's why we did that. So before we do that, though, like I said, I want to just talk briefly for about 10 minutes uh, on, on this thing as we wrap up the kingdom, right? Because we've talked through, uh, and, and you guys can use this as kind of a, a cheat sheet. Uh, what are some of the concepts we've talked through? The first one was what? No, the first one, the first one. Nope, the first one was before that. The f yeah, the whole thing was kingdom. Starts with a W. Had a leader say it. World. World. <laughs> World. No. <laughs> worship. Everybody like, ah, yeah, remember talking about worship very beginning of the year? The next one was something that's already been given out. What's that? Benjamins. Benjamins. All about the Benjamins, all about the money, how we're supposed to be generous or greedy, all that good stuff. Please be generous. Don't be greedy. Uh, and then after that, we talked about what? Hard work and real rest. How we work hard in the kingdom, how we work hard because of who we are, um, but we also have to find real rest because if you only work hard, you're, you're in some trouble. And then the last one we just wrapped up, uh, not last week, but the week before, body, spirit, soul, all about spiritual formation. These are all kingdom culture concepts. Give it up for Brandon who, who remembered kingdom culture. That's awesome. Give it up. Yeah. And so tonight, um, I really want to hit on, on just a simple thought as we close out. Um, so if you have your Bibles, go to John chapter uh, 18. Shh. Go to John chapter 18. Um, and we're going to go through 33 all the way through 36. So um, we're just coming out of the Easter season, right? Um, again, it's always important to know your context. If you start a book at chapter 18, you got to know what comes before it. Or if you don't, you're in trouble. Who starts a book in the middle of the book? You crazy people. Okay? No, don't do that. It's like a Star Wars prequel. That's terrible. Uh, that's a terrible way. I, I don't like that at all. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, so, so check this out. So we're coming right out of the Easter season. And this is actually Jesus when he was on trial before Pilate, who was like the, 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 the Roman governor, the, 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 the person who was in charge. And he's on trial in front of, uh, in front of Pilate. And Pilate uh, went back inside the palace and he summoned Jesus. And he asked him this, are you the, the king? Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus replied and asked back, is that your own idea or did others talk to you about me? He said, am I a Jew? Pilate replied, it was your people and your chief priests who handed you over to me. What is it that you have done? And Jesus said, my kingdom, everybody say my kingdom. My kingdom. Say his kingdom. his kingdom. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. 
If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. Real quick, the whole reason we've been talking about it, the whole underlying like night's bow on, on the kingdom culture focus that we've had is about three things. And don't, don't show them just, just quite yet, but it's about three things. It's about what the kingdom is not, what the kingdom is, and what the kingdom will be. The first one is what the kingdom is not. Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. Everybody say, not of this world. Not of this world. It's not of this world. Jesus, part of the reason why he was crucified, part of the reason why he was put on trial, part of the reason he was, he was killed was because people thought he was going to come in and establish a new kingdom on earth where they were at. You see, the Jews and the Romans didn't get along all the time. And somebody time me just to wave a hand or something if I'm past 10 minutes because I really want to get to questions. But, the, but the, the, the Romans and the Jews didn't get along. And so when they heard that this king of Jewish people, this, this Jew who's going to come in and usher a new kingdom, man, that's amazing news because now we get to kick all of the Romans out and we get to take over. As a matter of fact, you had all of the disciples who were asking, hey, Jesus, when we rule, can I sit at your right hand? Can I sit it right, right next to you? I want to be ruling with you. But the kingdom is not of this world. It never was. Throughout the entire focus that we've had on worship and money and work and rest and spiritual formation, all of these things have made clear, and I hope they've made clear, that we don't function like anybody else. We don't live our lives like anyone else. When you put your faith, your hope, your trust in Jesus, we now subscribe to something that's completely different. Other people put their trust in their money or they worship all sorts of crazy things. They work so hard that they can't actually find rest and they never actually take time to analyze their body, their soul, and their spirit. You see how I'm tying all of these things in? Come on, give me some brownie points. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I, that's weird. I didn't like that. I'm sorry, that was my bad. I don't ever want to have you guys clap for me. That's weird. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you guys. Uh, but but it's, not, it's not this, it's not what people thought it would be. The kingdom, a lot of times, uh, and especially in today's society, right, today's culture, everything seems to be going crazy. But the kingdom is not, ushering in a theocracy. Do you guys know what that is? You have authority, you have authority, authority, I can't speak. Uh, you have authoritarians who lead by a, by an iron fist. You have democracy, right? That's what we are. A, a republic is it's kind of the same thing of, of what we are. We're a democratic republic. Here's your social studies class for the day. Like that's who we are. Jesus didn't come in to establish a theocracy that said, I'm the king because I, I'm the son of God, and so you have to listen to me. He didn't come in to establish a political party so that you could have Democrats and Republicans and, oh yeah, I'm going to be just a child of God. That's not what he, he came to establish. It's not what he came to do. Jesus came to establish a kingdom that was not of this world. So if we find out what it's not, and we, we have to wrestle with what it's not, we have to know what it is. The, the kingdom of God, uh, John the Baptist, when he was coming in and preparing a way for Jesus, what did he say? Does anybody know? He said, repent for the kingdom is here. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is here. You see, the kingdom is now. The kingdom is, is, is uh, supposed to be what we rely on. If we, if we don't rely on, on worldly systems, if all of that stuff, if we function differently, then, man, we have to be reliant on something. So we are reliant on Jesus. That is who we are. We, have a, 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 we, we, don't, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against uh, powers and principalities. We fight in a spiritual way. That is how we're wired. When you put your faith and your hope and your trust in Jesus, you enter into a kingdom that is here and now. It's a spiritual realm. It's something that's so, 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 it's even above our heads sometimes. So the kingdom is not this worldly system that we can put our, our, our tangible, like, valuable goods in. 
but it is something that we can rely on when it comes to our, our, our spirit and our, our soul and, and who we are. Are you guys tracking with me? We have to renounce worldly power in order to access the power that God wants to grant us, to access the power of his kingdom, to access what the, the, the early church in the book of Acts was doing, where they were walking in, in, in the power of the Holy Spirit. I think that we need to really be, be walking in that New Testament early church power again, of just being able to do this. This is the, what the kingdom is. The last thing is this. The kingdom will be, and you can go ahead and hit that. The kingdom will be established. This is something we kind of talked about a little bit last week as we talked about the, the Easter story. The fact that death has died now means that one day Jesus will come back and he will, will rule. God's kingdom will fully be ushered in. You see, the cool thing about uh, the kingdom is that it's here, but it's also coming. The kingdom is here, but it's also coming. There's going to be a time where every knee bows, every tongue confesses, every nation looks at this and says, okay, this is what we have to acknowledge because it's standing right in front of us. Right now we fight and we, we operate in a spiritual mindset, but one day that spiritual uh, 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 thing that, that we are a part of will actually literally become physical. So the kingdom will be ushered in. The kingdom will be here. I, I know it sounds so weird, and I know that it's been generation after generation after generation that's abused this thing to make people fear all of this. But there is a real day where Jesus really will come back, where God's kingdom will fully be ushered in. This, um, this answer to, that Pilate gives of, are you the king of the Jews? Are you this king? He says, yes, I am, but you wouldn't even begin to understand it. You wouldn't even begin to, to fathom what this is going to look like. You see, there's actually going to be a day where death has died. I'm even tying that message in here. Death has died and victory is won and we actually begin to rule in the kingdom of God. If we put our faith and we put our hope and we put our trust in that and we say, you know what, I'm a citizen of the kingdom. When you put your hope and your faith and your trust in Jesus, you take up citizenship. It's like if you ever move, you take up citizenship. I have my Kentucky driver's license still because I'm nostalgic and I'm weird. But if I got on a plane and I was like, here's my license, they'd be like, no, <laughs> this is expired. This, this doesn't, and it doesn't, it's not even accurate anymore. The kingdom, the kingdom is not, is not what we think it is. The kingdom is a, a very spiritual and tangible thing, but it's not something that you can see physically. It's not something that, that you can, uh, you have to dig into a little bit. You don't just grab it. It's, it's very difficult to, to be able to grab it. All of these principles play into the fact that the kingdom is, is different than anything else that we ever experience. And one day the kingdom will be ushered in. That is what we have. That is what is so exciting about all of this. There will be a day where, where there will be a final end to Satan, to the enemy, to death, to pain, to all of these things, and we will actually be in the kingdom, a new heaven and a new earth. These things are amazing to think about, but it's a little lofty. And so as we broke it down, and I want to kind of end, as, as we broke it down, right? You had worship. You had money. These things are things you do. But we have worship. You're going to worship something. It might as well be God. He's the only thing that you can actually hold, hold faith and trust and value in. With your money, you better be generous instead of greedy. Because if you're greedy with your money, Scripture says to, to whom uh, uh, much, is, uh, much is given, much is required says to, to those who have been given little, that, 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 they, that, that if you're only given a little and you don't steward it well, then you won't be given much. All of these are kingdom principles. All of these are things that we have to understand. There has to be a work-rest balance that we have. There has to be a, a spiritual formation, a process of transformation that we allow Jesus to actually work in us. Does all of this stuff make sense? Good stuff. I wanted to... Uh, kind of close off on that and kind of recap all of these things. This, this answer by Jesus to Pilate is so, so powerful and it's so, so profound. He 
says, the kingdom, yes, I am a king, but it's unlike anything that, that you would even understand. And so um, real quick, I want to pray, and then I want to invite uh, my wife, and we're going to kind of get into this, and we'll see how long it goes. It might be a short night, might not. We'll figure it out. Um, worship team, <laughs> you already know. We talked. So uh, let's pray real quick, and then uh, we'll get into kind of how this process is going to go with questions. So, Lord, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that it is true. I thank you that it is good. Lord, I, th- I pray that you would just seal this time that we have um, to, to uh, assess and really dive into the kingdom principles that you call us to. Lord, and I ask that we would just be able to trust you, even in things that we don't understand, things that we don't know things that we can't fathom, Lord, would you please uh, call us into the deeper places to where we can understand these things. Lord, I pray that, that throughout the, the, the year that we've gone through looking at these principles, that it would be tangible, good uh, things, not just good advice, but, but, but life-changing, um, life-changing material in your word that, that, that we would be able to hold on to as we uh, navigate through, through life as we grow older, as we get jobs, as we learn how to steward money, as we learn how to work uh, diligently and effectively, but also finding time to, to rest and to do all of these things. Lord, would you just be glorified tonight? And Lord, let us walk in the, the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to usher in a kingdom that will be fully realized one day, but Lord, it's here and now in us already. Lord, we thank you for that. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Everybody said amen. Come on. Good stuff. Well, uh, hey, so uh, this is actually the same thread that we used on Sunday, so I'm really excited about it. Um, if you have phones, this is a good time to get them out, um, and actually you can text in church. Don't text your friends, though. I will find you. I, I won't do that. I won't do that. If you've ever if you've ever seen Liam Neeson, you know how it is. So um, the way we're going to work this is uh, Macy and I, will uh, kind of self-moderate, if you will. Um, and uh, so I'll be taking all of the texted questions. So just so you know, I can see your text. You can't call it. <laughs> He's like, dang it. It's just a text number. Oh, got you. He's like, I'll, I'll have a pepperoni pizza. Uh, no, nah, I'm joking. Uh, hey, so um, for real though, uh, if you just text questions along with your questions, so you have to text questions and then like a dash with the actual question. So you see the example down here where it says questions slash what is the kingdom? Like that's how you text that to be able to actually get the, the I know, but but that's how you, you would text that. Questions and then your question and it'll come in. Um, hi, whoever just texted. Um, actually ask questions, um, please, because I will learn to text you back. No. Uh, anyway. I know. And this actually, hey, just so you know, this isn't my number. Uh, this is our church's number. So uh, keep that in mind as well. And I'll be able to trace phone numbers. So if you're like, if you make threats or do anything, I'll know. Uh, anyway, uh, Macy is going um, if to, if, if you have questions, uh, but you don't have a cell phone or you don't want to text them, uh, like I said, go into the back there where, uh, where David is. And um, you guys can just write your questions, and then uh, David will kind of run them uh, around. Uh, as, at, after you get, like, two or three, um, that way it'll just be easy that way. Uh, and then uh, we'll do our best to kind of answer them. Uh, there are pins already down here uh, on the table, so just so you know, um, you can do that. Uh, but, yeah, we're just going to – ooh, yeah, let's, let's get to the – that's why I kind of went to the side of this sub because this thing will reverberate. Um, but uh, if you guys have questions, uh, do that. Try not to be super uber distracting. Um, also, don't, uh, don't just use this time to, like, doodle on that stuff So, because we use it for small groups and all that stuff. So uh, Macy will take those questions. Uh, I'll take the ones that are texted. Uh, and, and also, it can be, um, it can be anything – uh, it, maybe you have a question about how to deal with somebody at school or frustration or anger. We got a lot of really good, good questions that weren't necessarily about the kingdom um, because it's all good. And so we want to know that um, as well. So, yeah, go ahead. You can. Um, I just also want to preface, we said this on, or well, they said it on Sunday too. Just know that we... Um, don't claim to know everything about everything about the kingdom. There are things that are so 
Um, I like to describe them as the infinite things of God. We are finite beings, and there are infinite things to God, and so sometimes there are things that we legitimately don't understand. And so I just don't, I don't want to give off the air that, like, hey, we're up here because we know everything. Um, we're, we're just like you guys walking through life. We may have a few more years of experience, um, but that does not mean that we know everything. So I just want to preface that. Like, yeah. please know that we are studying the word just like you guys are. We are we're trying to listen to the Holy Spirit just like you guys are yep. to try and figure some of these things out. So. Good stuff. Uh, another, one more disclaimer, and then we'll get in. And I'm seeing questions that are rolling in. Hey, everybody look at me. Please don't text me weird stuff, okay? Mayonnaise is not an instrument. I'll answer that one right now. So that, that actually came through. Is mayonnaise an instrument? I, I've seen that episode. I like SpongeBob. She doesn't, though, so, okay? Uh, <laughs> who wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob? Okay, I'll probably have to talk to a lot of parents because I just made a reference that, that yeah, anyway. Uh, hey, so I love this. Uh, one last disclaimer, though, real quick. Um, tomorrow, everybody say tomorrow. At 1.30, you guys will probably be in school, but if you're not, um, cool, that, that's fine. If you, if you are in school, watch it later, but on our main church page, not the youth page, but the main church page, we're going to go live on Facebook and YouTube, and all of the uh, pastors are going to ask these questions, and um, it's going to be, uh, we might get to some of these that you're asking tonight, so if we don't get to everything here, um, we, we might answer them tomorrow, so watch that video tomorrow, um, and if there's anything too hard, we'll kick it to them too. No, I'm joking. Uh, I, I'm not actually. So yeah. Um, so let's uh, so let's go ahead. Um, I, I thank you guys for writing in your questions uh, if you're writing them, uh, but thank you for texting them as well. Uh, so let's go ahead and let's um, let's answer this first one. This is good, Mace. Um, how do you explain uh, to someone how to worship or what worship is? That's a good one. Props to you guys. Yeah, so how do you explain worship and what it is to somebody? Um, gosh, worship is your own expression of your own relationship with Jesus. Um, and so for different people, it can look a little different. Um, I think of there's like the very traditional way to worship, which is what we think of in church, which is there's music and we're singing. Um, and different expressions of worship in that setting are to lift your hands, to kneel, to close your eyes. Um, to sing your own song that doesn't necessarily like lyrics on the screen. Um, then there's also this thing of worship uh, that is how you live your life. And there's so much more to worship than just what we do inside the building. So I guess it kind of depends on where you want to take that. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely, um, like, one of the things that I've always been impressed about worship, at least, like, one of the things that the Lord always brings back to my mind, especially since I do... Most of the Sundays, if you don't see me around, it's because I'm in the back of the booth producing services. And so I don't often get the chance to, like, shut that off and just worship. I get to a little bit where, you know, I'm, like, paying attention to details, but my heart is, like, God, like, you're be glorified, be exalted, be lifted high. My soul gets to sing that, but I don't get to just be, like, totally lost in the moment, um, is that you can do things as worship unto the Lord. Um, and so there are elements of, like, those times where I'm in the booth where I'm like, Lord, like, let this service and the product that I produce or I'm a part of creating be as unto you. May you be glorified. May, be, may you be known. May, may people encounter you because of the work that my team and I do on a Sunday morning. So don't let yourself be like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I'm serving or, you know, I'm in the, I'm, like, in my house. Like, how can I worship? Like, you can actually worship the Lord by how you talk to your parents um, by how you treat your siblings, um, and, you know, even how you do your, your schoolwork. I know that sounds, like, super yeah. lame, like, my schoolwork, like, really? Like, that's so boring, but literally, like, if you're going to put, like, if you do everything in your life as unto worship, like, unto the Lord, like, you can honestly worship the Lord with how much effort you put into your schoolwork. Do you value that? You can say, Lord, like, I'm going to get a good education, or I'm going to make sure that I learn so that I can be used for your kingdom. You know, like, those types of things. It's all about your heart and mindset um, over necessarily what you do. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's good. Somebody else asked um, why we raise our hands in worship. So while we're still talking about this, that's a really great, uh, it's a really great uh, question. A lot of times in worship, um, 
raising your hands is kind of that signal of a surrender. Um, because, right, if you're ever running from cops, which don't, okay, um, they're like, hey, freeze. And you're like, okay, got it. You raise your hands up, and they're like, okay, we know that you can, um, we know that, you know, same thing with, like, if you get pulled over, hands out of the car, that kind of stuff. Like, it's a place of surrender. Um, and not that not that God is, is, you know, holding you up or trying to steal your money or anything. Uh, but, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> See, this is this is what happens when you don't prepare for messages. Uh, but uh, but no, it's it's not that he's doing that, but it's saying, you know what? Like I say it a lot in prayer uh, here, where Lord, we give you permission to do what you want to do in this service. Not that you need it, but that we want to go ahead and have that. It's all posturing uh, when it comes to man. I, I want to have a posture that says I'm whatever it is, Lord. Um, I, I'm I'm ready to do whatever you want to do. So uh, that's a really that's a really good one. Um, let's go. Thank you guys so much for actually keeping it on topic too. Want to just thank you guys for that. Um, here's a here's a good one. Um, uh, I just had it and then I lost it. I know it's it's fine. Um, what do I? Uh, what if I don't feel like I can follow the rules of Christianity? What what happens? Uh, I'll kind of answer and then I know uh, back to back. But uh, the first thing is just because we we, there's a standard of living uh, doesn't mean that it's rules. Um, There are certain things that are rules, right? Like the Ten Commandments is something that has stood the test of time through the Old and New Covenant, the New Testament. Um, So there are certain things that are rules like don't kill, um, don't murder. Don't, that's the same thing. Uh, again, preparing, uh, you know, like all, you know, all of the, the, the rules that are there. And those can sometimes be like, oh, this is a rule. This is something I have to do. Right. Um, but with, uh, but with the, um, with the other thing, man, it's just, you know, it's like, they're not, it's a standard of living that God calls you to. And, and in the same way, that you can look at them as rules, if you look at them as, as a way to kind of, to navigate your life as a roadmap, um, they become a less strict. And I always, I, I love this, this saying, um, have you guys ever been in trouble with your parents? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And some people have parents where you're scared to actually tell them about things that you've done wrong or stuff that's went wrong. Um, but if you have a, a really loving parent, and sometimes I'm not saying that, that parents don't love you if they're being stern with you, but a lot of times if you haven't loved people well or explained the 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 intentional reason behind why you're doing things, um, then they become rules and they become very legalistic. When you explain the heart, they they become less like rules and more like okay I want to do this I want to live my life and if you do if you live your life with that kind of mentality you'll start to notice how freeing living under the law and under the the rule of God the things that He has for us um, you start to notice like it's actually way more freeing um, so that's that's kind of how I would answer that let's go to do you do you have yeah go ahead um, sometimes when we're looking the do's and don'ts of being a Christian, sometimes we can A, get too caught up in the do's and don'ts and we actually forget the heart of God for your life. Um, and I think like a lot of really good parents do, like they don't want to say no, but they do for your safety or they do for your betterment. And so sometimes when you feel like, man, I just don't understand why I can't do this, um, know that if it's something that the Lord has put into scripture, um, that, man, it's going to be something that's for your betterment or for even, like, your own happiness. Like, we can't always trust, like, this would make me happy right now because in the long run, our feelings actually can't be trusted. It's not that they're invalid, but they can't be trusted. You can't start making decisions on your emotions yeah. um, because it'll just land you in chaos. Um, not, it's not to say you ignore your feelings. Please don't hear that. Um, but if you start making decisions purely on your emotions, uh, you kind of end up usually getting yourself into some situations where you were like, man, I thought this would make me happy. And sometimes um, the Lord puts these safeguards in place for your betterment in the long run, even though we don't understand them right now. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Yeah, let's go. Now we can start alternating. This is great. Okay, 
So how do you trust in God when it feels like everything is going wrong? Mm. There's one um, on on the text that says, how do I know God is listening? And it's kind of similar. Um, there is one of my favorite books of the Bible um, is a book that you probably don't know how to spell. And I, I talked about it on Sunday. Huh? <laughs> nice. Cool. So this is this is kind of answering a bunch. Uh, Ethan already said it because he was here. Cheater. Uh, but uh, it's Habakkuk. Habakkuk. I love Habakkuk. Um, check this out. Check this out. Habakkuk is three chapters. So it's really not a big book. But the reason I love it is because Habakkuk is looking at what's happening in his world and to his country and to his nation, to the people that, to the Israelites, the, the people of Israel, right? He's looking at this, and God is going to punish them. And he's looking at all of the injustice and the corruption and the craziness of the world. Sounds familiar, right? And he literally is asking God, why are you not doing this? And 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 you must not be, you must not care about us. And you must not love us. And he's pretty brutally honest with him. And God kind of just answers back. And he doesn't, here's the cool thing. He doesn't answer back and say, how dare you ask that question? God's not scared of your questions. So I love that you guys are asking really bold ones because he's not scared. God tells Habakkuk, hey, this is what's going to happen. And you actually don't know my, my plans. You actually don't know what's going to happen. But know that, that just because it's kind of above what you can think of, know that it's good. Trust in me and everything will work out. And God starts to actually reveal to him the things that he's going to do, like play by play. I think God is always listening and always aware of our situations, even if he's not speaking in them directly. Did you guys know how long it was between, um, between the, the, the Old Testament and, and the New Testament when Jesus is born? Huh? Yeah, like thousands of years. That God was silent. And that's what it says. That God was silent for that long. Could you imagine that? That doesn't mean that God wasn't there. It doesn't mean that he wasn't listening. It doesn't mean that he wasn't good. He just was, was kind of quiet in those moments. And so there's sometimes where you have to actually trust God, even if he's not giving a response. And you have to just trust and, and prepare. And, and it's not fun. And it's not easy. But you have to do that in order to be able to trust in him. I'm not going to say any much anything much different than that other than like from personal experience I can personally attest to when I've held on to God with everything that I had I call it white knuckled faith like there have been moments in life where it's like God I have literally nothing else but I'm going to hold on to your promises I'm going to hold on to who you are I'm going to hold on to the things that you've that you've said I may not see them right now but God I'm going to believe that you're good that you have my best at heart, and I may not understand, but God, I'm going to hold on to you with everything I've got until my knuckles are white. I'm not letting go. And without fail, every time, never in my timing, <laughs> never ever in my timing, when I thought, hey, this would be the right moment for you to show up, but in God's perfect timing, he did show up, and can I tell you, it was better than anything I could have imagined and the answer was probably totally different than what I thought it was. Yeah. But nonetheless, when you choose to go, God, I'm going to keep my eyes on you. I'm going to hold on to your word. I'm going to hold on to your promises. I'm going to hold on to your goodness. With everything I have, he will come through. He will be there. He'll meet you in those moments. I, re I have a very distinct memory when I lived overseas. Um, I was... Um, it was one of, I was, I had different, it's like really weird living overseas. It's super fun and it sounds really glamorous. Um, and there are definitely parts to that. Um, but I, in this very specific time, I was, um, was feeling very alone and wondering why on earth I had felt God called me to live overseas for 11 months, like in a foreign country where everything was different. And I was living on like a very limited budget and all, just all these different things. Like I felt like I never had enough money. I knew I was safe, but I was like, God, why am I here? I'm far away from my family. Like, that was the hardest thing was to miss family things. And I was just feeling super alone. And I completely did not understand why God had, had asked me to live overseas for a year. Um, and I was, I remember I climbed this, 
kind of water tower thing. It, that sounds like cooler than it is. It was like one or two little, you know, bars or whatever. But I was sitting, it was on top of this hill overlooking this lake out in um, the province of Cebu. And this, I just remember being like, God, I have no idea why I'm here. I don't understand. I'm alone. And what the heck is going on? <laughs> and I have like this very vivid memory of like this beautiful breeze just came and like brushed the hair out of my face. I know it sounds super weird, but there was something in my soul that said, you're exactly where you need to be. Trust me. And like my soul knew a rest beyond anything that my circumstances could tell me because nothing felt okay. Nothing, nothing in my immediate circumstance changed. I walked back down that hill and hung out with some girls and did the exact same thing I had done. But there was that moment where I said, God, I'm going to just trust. Even though something's not changing, my heart knew something was different. And it gave me a new life to invest in other people differently. And so just know that even when you feel like nothing's changing, the Lord is working. And in his perfect timing, you will see you will see the light, you'll see the end of the tunnel, and all of a sudden you'll realize, like, oh, that was why it didn't happen this way, or that's why that fell through, you know? Yeah. So. Um, this one uh, is kind of a two-parter, um, and I'll let you answer it first, and then I'll, I'll answer it uh, after. Also, uh, another disclaimer real quick. Uh, if you do have questions, uh, still put them on the back table, and then every so often David will run out. But we have a ton, so that's, you guys are killing it. Give yourselves a hand real quick. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so this one says, um, it's kind of two-parter. How are we supposed to bring up God in daily life, whether it be in class um, or with friends who don't believe the same? And then how are we supposed to respond if their response is to make fun of us or to kind of belittle us and talk down so that's that's a great question i'll let you answer it first <laughs> yeah that's a really good question um well first of all i think that your life has to speak way before your lips do and so if you're not living your life in a way that um makes Jesus an example or make kind of sets you apart a little bit and not saying that you have to be like totally different than everyone else and be wacky and crazy or like isolated or weird you know what I mean but if you're if you're not living your life in love or valuing others or being kind um, or humble like those types of things like the fruit of the spirit if you're not already walking in those things and then you try and share Jesus it'll be really confusing um, so I would definitely say make sure your life is is being an example before your lips ever do because that's what people will notice first yeah um and i'm gonna let you handle the second part being kind of being made yeah, fun of how yeah. Do you yeah um yeah it's interesting <laughs> because it's not fun right nobody likes being laughed at or made fun of for anything um and uh like bullying is a real thing. There are people who just say everything is bullying and it's not really. Sometimes it's just like people who are poking fun. I think there's a difference. Um, people who genuinely make fun of you because of your faith. Um, I think the best way to respond is to kill them with kindness. And the reason why I say that isn't because you're supposed to be the better person. That Not just because of that. You are supposed to be the better person. But Whatever is causing them, what, anybody, whether it's their faith and especially their faith, if they're making fun of you because of, their, because of your faith, they probably have had an encounter with God that did not go their way. Or they had uh, some sort of religious trauma where somebody did something to them. They probably are uh, feeling uh, either scared, afraid, or hurt by church people. And they have a connotation of who God is in their head. And you are now that person physically, right? Because we talked about how the kingdom is spiritual, right? And so you're the person physically that they can say, ah, you attach to it. I can make fun of you. I think being able to respect people, honor people, love people, and, and then really get to the root of why they're, they're doing that. And then being able to pray for that person in that area, I think is the best thing. 
And so we're going to try to keep our responses a little shorter um, with these next ones because there's a ton. Um, it's your turn, I think. So. In the mailbag. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is God's view on young people liking each other? Young people liking each other. Who remembers SOS? Song of Solomon? Huh? Yeah? That group, okay, so, so that, that series, that series was what I did in middle school and high school. Uh, and I love it. And so we'll probably get back into it eventually. Uh, because here's the, here's the crazy thing about the Bible. Literally, if I wanted to marry Macy in the Old Testament, biblical, like, all that, even New Testament, I wanted to marry Macy, I better have some really good goats, some really good ox, maybe a cow or two. And then I would go to Pastor Mike and I would say, hey, she's cute. Here's my ox and my goats and my cows. Here you go. And he'd go, great, here she is. She doesn't have a choice in any of this, okay? That's how this thing went. And so dating wasn't a thing, right? I say all that to say dating wasn't a thing. Um, my advice, especially to young people, my number one rule is this. Well, I will follow it with my kids. If you get dropped off at your date, you're not dating. <laughs> if you get dropped off at your date, you're not dating, okay? You're, you're having a play date. Child. But, um, but no, I, I, do think, I do think this in all seriousness. You guys as young people stepping into middle school, high school, that, that thing happens. How many people know somebody with a boyfriend or girlfriend? Or maybe you are the boyfriend or girlfriend, okay? Yeah, that happens too. Check this out though. My, my advice like legit and real is take things slow. Not only for yourself, not only for, you know, purity culture I think kind of ruined a lot of people our age into thinking that you had to do this and once that was gone, if it was gone and you, you know, had sex before marriage. Oh, wow. It's real. It's true. People think, people, people, hold on, hold on. Let's bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. People think our age now that once that happened that I'm done. The reason why I say take it slow isn't just for that reason. But half of the time, you guys are already, like, changing your last name on Instagram, and you barely know the person. Like, get to know them. Hang out with them. Macy is my best friend. That is the reason why I married her. That is the reason why I love her. Not because she's cute, which I think she is, right? But you have to take things slow, not only for that. Not only for the purity thing, not only for the physical stuff, not, not only for that, but take it slow because you, the, the, the more that you have people uh, in your life, the, 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 the more people who know things about you, the more people who you trust, the more people that can hurt you, the more people that can, can let you down. And um, I think especially being young, keep your circles tight. I, that's just me. I, I don't know. Um, that was the way I did it. In high school, I didn't have a ton of friends, but I had some good friends. And um, I think in dating, it's the same way. Because there is no biblical answer to, to that. And so is there anything you wanted to add? I know I went a ton. So Yeah, I would just say it's not wrong to feel attraction. I just want to make that very clear. Sometimes people can get shamed because, like, oh, you're too young to feel that way. No, it, it's some of that is normal. But, yes, be more consumed with being friends with people and getting to know them. Um, and in the same way that God was, or that, um, oh God, <laughs> Josh was saying. <laughs> Do not call <laughs> me that. That. Um, that Josh was saying, keep your circles tight. Like, invest in making friends and not just, like, flinging yourself everywhere and just trying to have as many friends as possible because you do end up feeling more like you've given yourself to everyone and then never having, like, the relationships that give back. Does that make sense? Like, really invest in relationships where you're doing life together and you're getting to know someone. And then if it happens, that's fantastic. But if you go into re into relationships going, oh, like he's really cute, like I wanna date him, like you actually will totally skip over red flags because you're just so like, I wanna date him. 
like then you totally then you're not like really getting to know who they are and it's more about infatuation than a true deep admiration of mm. friendship um, that blossoms into man I want to spend every moment with him yeah. or her so all that to say like do take it slow not because it's a legalistic thing but because ultimately in the long run your heart will be will be better off um, and you'll end up having more real relationships and really having fulfilling um, community that really supports you and encourages you. Yeah. Um, let's do one more question each. And there are a ton of questions. Seriously, you guys are great. And can I also just say you guys are keeping it way more on track with stuff than like even the adults did. So congrats to you guys. Um, oh, um, <laughs> hold on hold on we we literally got time for one more question i will say this uh where's grant my brother-in-law give it up for grant back there come on kind of honorary volunteer just showed up i was like great cool we have a, a new youth leader for the night uh grant literally texted on sunday and i was w looking at all of these that were coming in like i can see all of them and he texted uh he texted jesse uh, the, the intern director and young adults pastor, he said, uh, he said, how do I get my hair to be like Josh's? It's not a, not a question. No, I just, and it's, uh, it's nothing really. Ask Macy. Yeah, I'll do a, I'll do a self-care, uh, tutorial. Grant, just for you, just for you. <laughs> anyway, one last, one last question, and we might actually just do a video over the next few, man, like maybe we just make this like a weekly thing where like we answer not not during the message but like online and uh, and through the podcast and app and stuff. Anyway, uh, really cool. Yeah, we have podcasts. Yeah, it's really cool. It's audio. Yeah, go check it. Uh, anyway, this is a really good one and it really fits within kind of where you're at, uh, your studies and things. Um, it's kind of twofold. Um, if God doesn't make mistakes, then why do people have so many mental health issues? Um, no, that's a, it's a legit thing. And, uh, and also how does, how does God feel, uh, about self-harm? So why do we have mental health issues? Um, if, and then what, how do, how do we handle, I think that's the better thing is, is how do we handle self-harm? Um, disclaimer, God doesn't like that. He, you're created in his image. Your body is a temple. All of these things, right, that you can read in scripture. Self-harm is not of God. That's, that's of, of, of the enemy. Um, that's a fairly easy one to answer, but if you want to speak more to that and then the mental health thing as well. Yeah, I was definitely going to say, like, I know it sounds like a complicated question, but man, like, self-harm breaks God's heart. Yeah. It really does. Um, and I, if anyone in here is struggling with that, like, I really just hope that right now the Lord just covers you with his love because holy cow, it breaks his heart. Um, and so that, that's, yeah, it breaks his heart because you were created in his image and anything um, that comes against that is the enemy trying to strip you of your identity and therefore the call God has on your life. And whether or not you grew up believing in Jesus or you're new to this thing, you were you were created with a purpose and you were created with a, a plan. And that's not to say you don't have a choice, but man, like you are worth so much more than you can even imagine, um, regardless of if your parents planned you, if you were in an accident, um, if you were part of the plan, it doesn't even matter. The Lord knew who you were. He formed you in his or your mother's womb, and you have a plan and a purpose. So anything that questions that absolutely breaks his heart. He's not mad at you. He doesn't condemn you. He wants you to come running into his arms so that he can actually bring wholeness and healing into the parts of your heart that are hurting so bad. Um, so that's my answer <laughs> um, to the self-harm thing. But, man, like mental health, like what was the question again? Uh, how, how do we, if God, if God, you know, made us and crafted yeah. us, then, yeah. then why do people struggle with mental health? Um, because we live in a fallen world <laughs> <laughs> and, um, unfortunately we're, it kind of goes back to the same question. It's like, why does a good God allow bad things to happen to good people? Because we live in a fallen world and because none of us get to walk out of life without having, um, tough things and some of us have to walk harder roads than other people um that mental health is is important and so we have to pay attention to that we need to be aware of where our minds are at and we need to be taking those things to the lord um 
but I think the the stress that we feel on our in our minds and in our heart and the way that it plays out in our physical body um, is we're holistic beings. I don't know if anyone's ever like used that terminology before, but you can't say I have really bad mental health and then just go um, think, well, if I just eat better and work out, then like my mental health will get better mm-hmm. because you have to actually deal with what's going on inside your mind. Um, while also you have to make sure your body is healthy. Yeah. Um, then you also have to make sure your soul is healthy because we are holistic beings. So if you're feeling, um, gosh, if you're feeling really like sad um, because you feel alone all the time because you struggle having friends at school, so that makes you withdraw from your relationship with the Lord, then your health is going to decline. Why? Because we're it's actually all connected. Um, and there's actually scientific studies to show that. Like, yeah. that you can, yeah, you just can't just so only say, like, oh, well, my relationship with the Lord is good, but, like, I don't take care of myself. Like, that's actually not really possible because if you actually have a good relationship with the Lord, then you know how much he values you, yeah. so therefore you take care of yourself. Does that make sense? Like, and so if your mel- mental health is really struggling, I would... I would honestly say, like, you got to look at the whole being. Like, where are you at in your spiritual walk with God? That doesn't mean you're perfect. That doesn't mean that you're doing everything right. It just means where are you finding your peace? Where are you finding your joy? Where are you looking for affirmation? Mm-hmm. Um, how are you coping with hurt and pain? Like, you have to look at all those things because that's really where our mental health um, starts to decline is when we start letting some of those things, like, you know, we start looking to, you know, like if you're a girl and you're like, man, like I just really want boys' attention, like you're actually looking at a really unhealthy spot to be reaffirmed because man is always going to let you down. Same yeah. with a boy. If you're looking for girls for affirmation, they're always going to let you down because we were never meant to be fully affirmed by people here. We're meant to do community together. Yeah. Um, but we're never meant to be fully affirmed by our peers. There's only one person who can actually fully affirm who we are, and that's Jesus. Yeah. And so... Um, man, that's a really hard question to try and like explain like why mental health is the way it is. But really, honestly, there's we have to look at ourselves as whole beings and know that above all else, our, everything has to come from Jesus. Our, our confidence in who we are, our self-esteem, um, our views on other people has to come from Jesus or else we start taking the cues from the wrong places and things can get all out of whack. Yeah. And so we got to keep our eyes glued. <laughs> Jesus is really the only answer. Like, I know that sounds so vague and so Christianese, and there's so much more we could talk about with that, but, man, it's Jesus. you got to keep your eyes focused on Jesus because that's where, that's where we find all that. Yeah. it's um, a great answer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. There's a lot there. Um, we are out of time um, for – I know we said we, we had one more each, but, um, yeah, that's a packed question. Um Seriously, uh, I just want to say thank you guys. Um, I'll take that. And then, yeah, awesome. Um, we'll uh, kind of clean up here. Um, seriously, though, thank you guys uh, so much for asking those questions. They're still coming in. Um, watch the stream at some point tomorrow uh, if you're, if you can.